Then <laughs> 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 you look like a real asshole. Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. Kind of like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. was a good pour. This is fucked. Yeah, it's it's the beer's fault. This is much too high. You're very tall. I'm not that tall. You're six. Do you want to fight about it? About my height? <laughs> about how tall you are? <laughs> Winter gets two inches. This is a callback to the to the Pat episode. All right. Hey, all right. Pat the other day. Did you say goodbye to him? No, I'm seeing him again. At your party? Do you want to invite everyone listening to this podcast? Your sure. Party? Yeah, if you're... um, You've probably already been invited. Yeah, if you're listening, you can come to my party. Are we <laughs> recording? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can come. It's at uh, 2414 North... Um, West Nelson Street. Jesus Christ, you don't know your own address. <laughs> well, I started doing my parents' address. <laughs> <laughs> you have the same number? Uh no no but I had to, I needed to ch- my parents now are going to receive my mail because mm. I'll be in the far east mm-hmm. where they don't have mail East Coast no you guys are such a great rapport <laughs> <laughs> this is so easy what opening a beer yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, my child can't open cans, <laughs> so it's not that easy. Uh, have you told her she's fucking stupid? No, that's you're stupid. Have Joe. you shown her how to open a can? <laughs> <You're yet? stupid. laughs> yes, I have showed her how to and open. She can't, it. And she can't do they it. They just don't have the strength. Yeah, in they their probably fingers. don't have the finger dexterity. Yeah. How old? Uh, seven. Can she? That's can opening age. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. is kind of a wimp. Yeah, Becky uh, studied child development, and by age seven, they should definitely be able to open <laughs> a bunch of cans. <laughs> that is funny. Can you she say read? That. Yeah, she can read real well. Um, she can't do cans. Can't do cans. And she can use like a. She can play video games. Like use a She's controller. Very good at video games. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It, it's funny as a parent, like you said, they should be getting to these milestones, yep. and you get paranoid. When you start like following all of them, and and there's some there's some weird ones. Well, have you, what are the, the other things you're? I think one? the weirdest one is the belly button. Oh, your child doesn't have a belly button. No, but like when is that supposed to come in? Yeah, no. <laughs> when is it supposed to come off? There's like a black scab that happens on their belly button because they tie the knot, and then it's just basically like open guts. And then it turns black, and then eventually it's supposed to fall off. There's no way this is normal. What your 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 child has a something that most don't. You would think that. I do think that you're wrong, because uh, I've I've looked at children, Will. Uh, yeah, no, inappropriately. Like, real like very at a very young. Like, I'm talking infants. But I'm not hers hasn't she, gone away. And no, she's seven. I'm, t- I'm saying like this when she was born. She oh, this is yeah. one of those she things. Still have it. No, oh, I thought she still it. had an open stomach. No, that would be weird. No wonder she can't open a can. Mm-hmm. Everything's pouring out of her. <laughs> we almost had it. <laughs> it was almost an alley oop. Sorry, Max. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have one. I didn't have one either. <laughs> Alley oop that we wrote down. 
No, <laughs> I'm opening cans. I just it's just like notes to prog- like so I can remember what happened in the episode oh, for uh, any for scrapbooking. Per- yeah, whatever mm-hmm. for the titles or what have you. Hmm. Where are we gonna eat noodles? Did you cancel the reservation? Well, I can't cancel the reservation. So then, are we going there? Do you want to? I mean, I'll live with it. Where? Royster. Royster. Although, to be honest with you, it has, it seems to have gotten, well, it's not that it's gotten more expensive, it's that they've added new things that are expensive. And you're going to want to get, yes. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, like they, the, the, like most appetizers are like 10, but then they have a foie gras terrine for 31. And I'm like, well, they probably had to do that. What, because they weren't making enough money before? No, because they just couldn't afford the, it wouldn't be profitable for them to put that on the menu unless they made it 31, oh, which makes me think, like, what is it? It's probably really good. It's probably really good. I think I'd probably have to get it. But then part of me is like, well, I already spent 20 on it. You're going to go, like, six months without foie gras at all. No, I don't think that's true. You think they have it over there? Yeah. In Vietnam. They love duck over there, right? That's, like, their thing. I believe it's, it's typically goose, but um, oh. Vietnam has lots of French food. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Vietnam does. Yeah, for sure. A lot of bun me. Mm. Is Royster chicken? It has. It actually is well known for its chicken, but yeah. it is a restaurant. Ro- Royster is uh, part of the Alinea group. It's one of the three restaurants they have. Oh, it's their comfort food restaurant. I was, I was watching uh, Crashing, and they mentioned Alinea in an episode of Crashing. Oh, really? Yeah, John Mulaney is like, yeah, we went to Alinea. Oh, do you watch Crashing? I have it's watched it. Very bad. It's not the best. But I, I tried watching it uh, just the other day, and I was like, "This is foul." It. it I don't disagree with you. I just. It's just so like perfunctory stand-up. Sh- like he thinks it's so cute. Like I just watched this episode called like MC Middle Headliner. Yep. yep. And it's like we we fucking get it that there's this is the thing that stand-ups do when they're at clubs yeah but Great. Do, do you think that's just because you've done stand-up um let me answer that for you no because every i think nobody cares that's the point it's like mc uh, middle weren't you the guy who's like people are going to care about the chicago comedy scene you should do a podcast but the chicago comedy scene it. is a lot more interesting than the way um, not to say that what we're doing is important. Or anything, but like, <laughs> it isn't. No, it's not. But like, crashing is like there. It's just such a base. Like he's so taken with his like fundamentals of the way stand up is structured, and the it's just, I just hate, it's just awful to watch. Don't watch it. I don't. I turn it off. You win. High maintenance. You, do you watch that? Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. That, I like that. That, it, but it's also hit or miss too. That's true, but that's because they, they every episode's an experiment. I only, uh, watched, yeah, I only watched the one episode. Do you like it? The one that I think you're supposed to think that it's the morning after Trump wins. Yeah, and everyone's looking at their phones. Wasn't that time. good? It's good. Yeah, it's it's definitely different, <clears throat> and they're they're really just going it's just for something it. different, you know. <laughs> Also, uh, <laughs> it, it replaces the the void that Louis left behind. No, Louis is such a good show. I mean, that episode of the one episode I've seen the high maintenance like had a very Louis vibe. Yeah, I could see that. I, I see it a little bit, but I think it's very different from Louis. Yeah, it's not about you know a guy who jacks <laughs> off in front of people. <laughs> There's about a guy who sells weed to people who would then have sex kind of in front of him. Ironically, it does seem like a show that would 
take a really even-handed approach to portraying a person who really likes jacking off in front of people. Yeah, I mean, if you make them totally. sympathetic first, right, and then you... well, the, the, the high maintenance thing is that everyone that they portray, they like to portray people that are very unusual, but treat them as like whole human beings mm-hmm. with like the, and they don't judge them. It's also a, a tad too hip. It's just no, so hip. Give me some more hip. And it's just like, Max, all right, Max we get it. it. I love it. You're fucking hip. Max Look can't, at your shirt. Max can't stand anything lame. No one can see my shirt because it's a podcast. You can see it. I can see it. It's a Vans shirt. Yes, it is a Vans shirt. <laughs> Vans it's, sure. it's a sweatshirt. My Vans point is shirts. you look very hip, Will. You think so? <laughs> well, you just ruined it. Well, thank so you. Like that. But yeah, you're a fucking hip guy. You grind your own coffee beans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you wear a woman's coat. And have a goatee and woman's hair. No, I don't want to be hip. I don't think. Well, I feel like you've made your decisions yeah. all wrong then. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you think you look like? Well, okay, I, I agree that you are making choices that seem like you're trying to be hip, but they're not hip. Right, exactly. That's that's okay. I'm I'm fine. I don't I don't I don't think I want to be hip. I don't think that the hip thing is cool, you know? <laughs> Go on. Yeah, that's all I got. What's, what's cool? Cool is not being hip. Describe your coolest guy. Okay, I my coolest guy from scratch is it's it's less about outward appearances and more about. But you have to throw in outward appearances. Well, because I don't think it matters. I, I, the the outward appearance. I think. Well, maybe the, the fact that it doesn't matter is reflected in his sense of or nonsense of aesthetics. Yeah, exactly. Max really likes guys who wear good pants. Yes, I do. Like, I, I can respect the guys on Queer Eye who are, like, very into... That's your their coolest end. guy? No, no. Give me your coolest guy. I, well, the coolest Better guy... Better up, the William. Gu- the coolest guy is the guy that uh, is himself. What does he, he look like? <laughs> He's a black man. He's a black man. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Keep going. Six one-ish. Six one-ish. <laughs> Um, what kind of shirt? Or does he wear a shirt? Does he have an accent? Australian? If he did, it'd be very cool. <laughs> I'm telling you, pick your, make the coolest guy right now. <sighs> Maybe I can, like, pick a guy that already exists. Nah, from scratch. Like, you're making a, like, a me character. Like, a, like you know, the character, yeah, the character selection yeah. and the character creator. I think always, like, just tight. Randomize that shit. Mm. And then they have a good personality. What's your cool. coolest guy, Joe? Uh, Will. <laughs> oh, I guess it is kind of. If if I was asked this, I would have to think about. Yeah, it what a do you? Bit. I don't fucking know. I riff. That's all you do. That's all you know how to do. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I like a guy who doesn't care what people think. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. not that he has a certain. Not that he looks a certain way. Yeah. And the way he dresses or appears is as to exude, ah, I don't care, care what you think. And they're not trying too hard. That's another thing. But everything comes like uh, pretty easy for him. My guy is definitely white, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I always like it when um, a black man has a French accent. Okay. That's, That's nice. very cool. <clears throat> yes, it is. Do you like uh, anyone else with French accents or just black guys? I like French accents in general. But black guys, more so. How many times have you heard a French accent? A lot. Like where? I took four years of French. Oh, well then fuck yourself. I didn't know that. No, fuck yourself. Well, you have a point. 
Fuck yourself. Also, like, <laughs> where do you hear French? I watch French movies. I watched a French movie two days ago. Well, like, have you had... Uh, there, oh, there's the French girl, right? Yeah. Okay, that's right. I've had friends from France, so I'm like, oh, I have know some people who, like, they speak in this very thick accent. It's like, it's not always that uh, great. It's a, oh, it's a great accent. I love it. I also feel like uh, the nuances of the accent are lost on us, so we think that they're all kind of cool, but then in the country, there's, like, trashy people. Oh, of course. Yeah, and and they have trashy accents. What do you think we sound like? Like, do, does anyone, like, does, has anyone ever said that's an exotic American accent? No. The Midwest accent? Well, maybe, like, a well, Southern I accent? Like, I feel like I have a good handle on what people think of, like, what a foreigner would think of my accent. Like, you they say think, bagel like, perfectly. Well, I feel like they think like like that's a person that like like comes from <laughs> money, but like shoot that for like a bohemian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. probably has like sort of like a sort of like a contemporary samurai code he lives by, or a cowboy thing, depending on you know how yeah. you're feeling. Yeah, I, I think get that's it. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably just someone that just like a really refined palate, lo- like uh, giving sexually. Um, but also taking, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of trade, <clears throat> a lot of commerce. Yes. Yeah. Free market. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> That's all that they would think. Then they would say, my thoughts are concluded. I like this person. <laughs> Where are they it's from? Cool, uh, they're, they're from, uh, the South of France. They're mm. a black man. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> um, I hear they have wonderful accents. Yeah. They, he's wearing, he's really strong, but he's wearing one of those very small biker caps. What kind of shirt is he wearing? Oh, those are bad. Well, he's wearing, no, this, it looks nice on him. Uh, actually, I hate those caps. Uh, mm-hmm. he's wearing, he's wearing a white linen shirt that's buttoned very scantily. Does, oh, he, that's ha- good. does he have a French tuck? Yes. Chest mm. hair? Do you, learn, you learned that from Queer Eye, right? I did. That doesn't seem like something you just know. <laughs> <laughs> Chest hair? Not a one. Oh. He's smooth as was a doorknob. It, was he in an accident? Was he in an accident? <laughs> Not one chest hair? Uh, a lot of guys don't have chest hair. Not one? A lot of... Oh, I see. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't have any chest hair. Oh, man. He doesn't have one chest hair. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> I'd tell him you should have that one removed. I'll just, do it I'll do it for just you. Just tweeze it. Tweet tweeze would be the probably the go-to. Yeah, you can't even finger one. No. You can I mean, finger you, a hair you, out. You can, but you really... It, it's got to work out. If you only have one, you can make that happen. Mm-hmm. He might curl it a lot though first because you keep trying to just you miss it so it curls. Then you got to tweeze it. Does anyway. that happen? Yeah. Who are you? I'm. You never tweeze your hair? No, I've given up. <laughs> okay. I'm very hairy. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, you're one of the few people who. I mean, you're definitely among the people who are hairier than I am. Oh, you're very hairy. I mean, I have a hairy chest. I've had a hairy chest since I was like 15. Mm. And I started hating it when like my upper arms got hair. Yeah, that's not a good one. I have shoulder. Yeah, I have uh, one of my shoulders is hairier than the other. It's kind of annoying. That's lame. Yeah, <laughs> mine are mine are symmetrical. I had a massage today. <clears throat> oh, that's why you're so relaxed at uh, King Spa. It was really I had given up on massages, but I had this really buff Korean man, and he was really getting in there. And there was lots of moments where I was like, "That's a little too rough," but I chose not to say it. And afterwards, it felt nice. Yeah, it's great when it's, like Becky gives me massages whenever I guilt her into giving me one, <laughs> and they're great. Uh, is she rough? 
Uh, she has strong, very, very strong hands, so she can do rough if you want. Because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want someone to just fucking <clears throat> fuck my back up. Did you uh, <laughs> get an erection during your massage? No. So you must not have really relaxed. No, he didn't have a French accent. Because um, I feel like once you like let go and relax and you're like laying there and all the blood's flowing, it's just inevitable you, that you, you can you always get a hard-on when you get a massage? I don't get massages, so I don't know. Have you ever gotten a massage? I have, like, uh, a long time ago. And did that happen? I don't remember. I've never gotten a boner from a massage. Really? Mm. I thought that was no. a common occurrence. Maybe in pussies. Is that a hack? Um, yeah. I mean, yes. I don't know. I think so. I, like, like a hacky premise. I think you're looking for the clever way of declaring that it's stupid. And you're both right. <laughs> What massages or getting talking about getting Get, a boner during a getting massage? a hard on during a massage? I'm sure it happens, but I don't think it's cliche or hack or overdone. <laughs> I, think it just, I think it just happens sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. I uh, one of my friends told a story about like him having to forcefully stop a woman from finishing him off after a massage. He said no, but she did it anyway, and he, was he raped, and he had to hand he, raped. Hand rape. Yeah, he had to like artisanally, <laughs> forcefully make her not jerk him off. He was but, raped but, by a journey. But he already man. finished. No, but you said she finished him anyway. Or she, she was trying to? to. She was like, she, she was like, she's like, you want and happy said, ending? He and he said, no, no, no. And she says, her. Yeah, she <laughs> said, yeah, I'm going down there. And she like grabbed the towel, and he's like, no, no. Was she going to charge him? I don't. Well, she, maybe that's why. Because that would have been extortion. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart man. I, yeah. Who, you? No. Oh. The guy in the oh. story. <laughs> I was accompanying myself. Oh, what I just said was smart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was, but that's it's not just, what I was saying. It was okay. <laughs> I do extortion. <laughs> yeah, you, you use that word correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart thing to say. Congrats. <laughs> so smart. <clears throat> King Spa. Did you do a sauna too or just massage? I sauna. You get a nice vitz going? I sweat. Yeah, he's really hairy. Yeah. Did you ever uh, dabble in taking all that hair off your chest or back no. and stuff? No. Do you ever no. get tempted to do that? No. Do you ever? I, have you ever shaved your back? No. I was doing that for a while out of college. And I just got like, what is, it's why just am I doing like, this? I don't want to do that. <clears throat> why not? Because it's a fucking pain in the ass and it's it's just something that happens naturally it's like i hear you and lots of like i've n- I've never i feel like it's like a myth that girls it's not that they like love hairy chests it's that they don't care see i would assume that hairy chests are fine but hairy backs are like that's like no one wants that i don't think anybody cares i don't think anyone really cares either but the guy who has it is like i don't want that no guy's like happy to have hair on his back i'm happy to have hair on my chest i'm not happy that i have hair on either but like uh, I'm not going to do anything about it because it's just what happens. I don't want to have to, like, have this extra upkeep thing mm-hmm. for something that doesn't have any bearing in my life. It's easier for me to just be like, okay, no one cares, so I'm not going to either. What about the... I still fuck. Yeah, what about the ladies? Like, uh, I don't think any of them have ever cared. No, no, no. Some of them like it, and other ones are just don't say anything the about it. The back hair? Yeah. Some, well, they, no one's ever said, I love your back <laughs> Yeah, hair. that's what I'm saying. But I mean, but no one ever says I love your chest. People are just like they, they'll say like I'm into the hair. People, you know? There, there are times people like chest hair. That happens. Sure, 
No, the question is, do you mind if a woman's legs are hairy or her armpits? Armpits I like. What if her back was hairy? That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that would be weird is because that would seem mask Like, that uh-huh. doesn't happen to... I've never even... Sure. Uh, the legs, like... Well, I'm into hair on women. Me too. Um, oh, in what in what areas? All of them. I don't think legs. Yeah, well, legs you're, you're okay with hairy legs. I'm okay with hairy legs. I feel like I could do it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. Whereas, like hairy vagina, I'm like, I like this a lot. Yeah, uh, armpits I typically like. I feel like if more women let their ha- leg hair grow, then it wouldn't. Because I feel like they sh- when they shave it, it grows back in like more coarse, and so like when you're cuddling and your legs touch and you feel the prickle. Yeah. Like that's not that great, but I feel like if they if they never shaved it, there wouldn't be it wouldn't be like prickly. It would just be soft and, and nice. It's kind of crazy to assume that like that there is a necessary thing that needs to be done to one's body aside from staying fit that it could preclude sexual attraction. What about getting a haircut? A haircut, like you can, you can be attractive with long hair or a shave. A sh- I mean, you can be attractive with a beard too. Like, like yeah, I know I, that's a good. I understand point. what you're saying, but like, there's a certain level of upkeep that demonstrates uh, that you not just care about your parents, but care about to an extent hygiene. Okay, so <clears throat> yeah. Like I, I, say, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Sure. Like, I I think that you it, it is attractive to demonstrate like self care, mm-hmm. but I don't think that like I don't think like a hairy vagina is an example of not self care. Oh, like, I agree. And one can get out of hand where it's like this is this is like unsightly, mm-hmm. but like one that's groomed <laughs> is like uh, it's like that's just natural that's just a part of the person mm-hmm. that's not being unhygienic and that's not being like not sexual like that's crazy do you know what i mean oh i agree it is not necessary like because you because you, you could extend that argument that i like that criticism of the argument i just made it's like well people smell bad that's just natural yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say uh yeah i think i think taking care of yourself is is good and attractive but i don't think that there's like a natural part of a person that isn't attractive i do think that there are like societal norms that are like weird like i don't think it's attractive that attractive and certainly not unattractive when well i don't think it's that attractive when people wear makeup and there's no one there's no one in the world where I'm like, they look great with makeup. I really want to have sex with them. And then they take makeup off and they're like, and I'm like, I don't know. I think we can find somebody. I'm sure those people exist. I mean, I maybe, maybe, I know maybe what you're you saying. could do such an elaborate <laughs> yeah, makeup they do job pretty good where makeup you, could, you could like fool somebody. But like, I probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't see that person be like, that's the person I want. That person with a face full of paint. Yeah. I think like the eyebrows are what what would really give it because some some women just shave their eyebrows and then they draw them in every morning so like yeah, then i don't if, like the fucking people in jesus isn't that crazy i don't like any of the eyebrows i think natural eyebrows tend to look good me too and that I, is like stunning to me that people actually do that like i'm aware that they do it you didn't surprise me yeah that the fact that they do it is but insane. even when people make their eyebrows into like perfect rectangles with like sharp corners <laughs> yeah. it's like how on earth do you think that this is something that someone is attracted to? Totally agree. It's insane. It doesn't look... It, it, no one wants a shape. 
For real. You're, well, you you're want an an eyebrow animal. shape. Yeah, you want an eyebrow shape. But it's like not it's like a it's a collection of hairs. It's not a it's not a rectangle. Yeah. Like <laughs> nuts. Can you bear me well? The um it's really funny when you see um the, the women that draw them in and they've they've like had a a, a weird morning and they've they've draw them poorly they draw them poorly <laughs> and they're like just a little off and, yeah. you, and you're getting your coffee and the the barista has that and you're like lady you're a fucking idiot <laughs> get him will <laughs> i'll take a black lager do you have any shows noodleman nope do you want them I don't know. Not until I like decide I'm doing it again for real. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, what am I doing? Just the same jokes I've done before. Yeah. I was working on a new bit the other night. But uh, it's like you don't want to do mics. No, but I think I'm going to have to if I want to do it again. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you don't want to do mics. And you don't want to show until you have a new thing you're working on. Okay, so this I was working on a bit the other night that I just I wrote for like twenty minutes. What's the bit? So it's uh people like people act like it's crazy when uh people want to kill themselves. That's not crazy. What's crazy is that with how often I talk openly about wanting that in my own life, friends still ask me for rides. Like, I just finished telling you that I don't know if I can make it much longer. And you're like, you can last another 20 minutes, right? It could be a bit. It could be a bit. I don't think that first reveal is funny enough. It doesn't. It's not uh, surprising enough? Well, it's just not like, it's it's not an obvious enough, like, absurdity. Like, it feels like it needs explanation for why. Because to me, that struck me as funny. Is like, oh, I'm revealing I don't want to live anymore. And you're like, I'm going to get into the dangerous situation with you because oh. it's convenient for me. Oh. Oh, like you're going to crash a car I and see. kill yourself? Yeah, like I'm talking openly about wanting to kill myself. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to put my life in your hands for another 20 minutes. Okay, I didn't get it that. It, that makes more sense. Yeah, like that's how you're going to kill at yourself. First I thought, at first, I thought it was like you, you're surprised. It's more surprising that someone would... Uh, have the gall to ask you oh, for a really? ride. Yeah, me too. Oh, when, really? Okay. Yeah. That's not how I meant that at all. But when you explained it, I could see how that... It's, it's the idea that, like, why would you want to get into a car with someone who's going to kill themselves? Because they might do it in the ride that you're in. Yeah. Um, so does that mean need more explanation before I get to that? Well, that's the... You know when jokes are really good, when right after you have, you to, have to explain, explain mm-hmm. the whole joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not a, ma- a matter of more explanation, but just a, a different setup to make that... More clear. Yeah. Yeah. This is a nice little workshop. Bit workshop. You got any tags for... Fuck off! How about Max on this one? <laughs> but, like, that's... I wrote that... Like, I thought about that, um, and it seemed clever. And it seemed like I could turn that into a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of intended to go out and try it, and then I just didn't. Um, I don't know. I still go back and forth feeling like I should do it or not, or like should do stand-up again or not. Hmm. It's just uh, it's the same shit we've always talked about, like why do anything or why devote yourself to something like that at all other than wanting to do it. And it's more like proving that I can do it than anything. I miss. I've been missing a little bit, especially as I, I feel like, like April first is really kind of a punct. It's really the end. 
Unless I do some weird Steve Gerard thing at that point. Like, I'm entering into Steve Gerard territory. What do you mean by that? Well, um, for me to come back then, it would mean I'm basically lapsing with the scene I started with. Yeah, although Steve was gone for years. For sure. You know what I'm saying, though. I do. But it's not entirely that. Like, everyone still knows you. Yeah. Well... It also feels now how uh, small and insignificant Chicago is. Yeah, I feel that for sure. <clears throat> like, no one talks about Chicago at a level beyond local. No one's like, oh, these great Chicago comics, great scene out there. No one says that. Well, no one really talks about, like, the, the <laughs> indie show people in New York. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the fact that national people live in on the coasts. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in the coast aren't that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I kind of miss it. What do you miss about it? All the buddies and the... I miss feeling like that, like, devotion to it where it's like, um, like, fuck everything. I don't need to worry about anything. I'm just doing stand-up. I just work really hard at stand-up because I love it. Yeah, but did you actually love it? Uh, for a period. For the first, like, few... Probably for the first two years, I had, like, a fervent, like... I don't need to worry about other aspects of life because I'm I'm an obsessive who just works on this all the time and that 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 is like a satisfying amount of like but, life focus for me that I can ignore all the other stuff. But was like stand up itself something that gave you passion? No. Okay, then maybe it's worthwhile going back. I was going to say if it was like I just love stand ups therefore I'm okay doing this and nothing else. That probably won't last because people fall out of love with things all the time. But if it's a, I just want to dedicate myself to something, anything, and this is as good as anything, then... But it was operating under a delusion of if if I get the things that I want or the respect I want, then I it will fill this thing that I want. And then I started to get those things I want and the respect that I want, and it didn't feel any different. That's something it, else. Yeah. That's not connected to stand-up. That's just you. Right. It's the same with me, or similar with me. I don't know. Where are we going to eat? I don't know. Will, do you want to go to dinner? No, thanks. I can't tonight. Well, this is the last week before la- the last week. We're doing schwa next week. Yeah, so... Yeah, are you excited, Will? Uh, I am. That price tag is something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we went, it was 160 which ended up being 190 after tip. This was like an extra 20 bucks, which was annoying. So do I have to uh, bring any money at all? No. no. Okay, good. Is uh, it BYOB? Yes. It is BYOB. Oh, that's bullshit. Why is that bullshit? They should have the drinks in that price. You do, you do get some drinks Okay. with each course. Okay. Not each course, but some courses have drinks. Probably just one. There was, there's the cocktail I'm fine course. With that. If it's just one. The, well, co- the cocktail you're gonna course. You're going to get drinks because, like, I don't know if you're going to bring anything, but I'm going to bring shit. Uh, Rudy's pr- – uh, Tim Cox said he's going to bring some, some vino. Uh, I'm going to bring two or three bottles of something. Uh, Rudy's going to bottle a cocktail. Like, I'm, I'm going to message everyone a few days before and just be like, you know, like. There will be drinks. And yeah, there's going to be yeah, drinks. And we we'll probably won't only get, if we get it all, what we bring. Right. I'm going to bring a bottle of JMO and give it to the cooks. Oh, wow. The place is nuts. Yeah. Um, but like last time we went, we brought like enough beers. So like we went with a group of four and we brought enough beers so everyone could have like two beers and they wound up just like emptying out their leftovers and giving us all these random beers. 
Cool. A- and they would come over and just pour us shots. Like, yeah. we were pretty drunk. Yeah, very. It's a ridiculous place. Yeah, that sounds crazy. But the food, there is, there's food it's, too, right? <laughs> yes, there is oh, food. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. I've, it's my favorite restaurant in the world. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I haven't been You're to... You're not a picky eater, right? Uh, you know, I don't like anything with a cream. <laughs> I'll I'll eat it, but I'm uh, I I may complain about it because there was like <laughs> for my money. I mean, the the one thing is the first course can sometimes be bad because I feel like what they do is they take a store bought. Cr- yeah, what was the one of schwa? Well, what they what they the, the the first time we went there it was like pretzels with like mushrooms hung on them. It was like the branch thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the second time it was um it was just like a cracker with like olive shit on it and they pair it with a cocktail. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what they they did both on both of those things they got a pre-bought thing and then put stuff on it. I don't know, maybe. That was my theory. And then cuz I remember the the last time we went the the very first course we're like, "All right, maybe we kind of overstated it." But then the the very next course that came out we were like, "Nope. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's crazy here." What they're doing is insane. Sounds like you. That was you, actually. No, I could. Okay. I was, <laughs> I, I was probably high. <sighs> yeah, that sounds really fun. That's next weekend? It's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Oh, it's, yeah. Tuesday. So I don't know if we're going to try to record before that or not. I think we, we could. If we record next week, we should definitely record after. Well, that after? would be very late. The meal is at or 9. Or do you mean no, after? No, no. I mean, this not, not Tuesday. Tuesday. Like Wednesday. Oh, well, I have to work Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday. I mean, I could do it during the day. Friday? Will works. Yeah. It's fine if we do it before. And it's fine if we don't do it at all. Yeah, maybe this will be the last podcast ever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Max's plane <laughs> is going to crash. Uh, we'll never see him again. Yikes. And this will be the last, you this know, will be the, the last uh, artifact that you ever existed. Sure. Uh, I checked to make sure I'm not on that Boeing. F- <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably not allowed to anymore. And the airline I'm, uh, well, yeah, the whole world has grounded it now. Mm-hmm. And the airline I'm, um, I'm flying with doesn't even use Boeing. They use Airbus. Mm. A name you can trust. There's only two airplane manufacturers. Which really? is insane. For commercial flights. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's Boeing and there's Airbus. I just learned it today. It's on the New York Times <clears throat> podcast. <clears throat> um, Airbus is Europe. Boeing's. You're not afraid of flying, right? Not at all. Good. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the place to to eat? We should do Kimski. That's fine. I thought we were having, but so we. It's fine if we don't go to Royster. I don't want to. I like. I didn't want to spend that kind of money. I'll totally go to. But I thought you had the reservation. I do have the reservation. Then I don't understand what's happening. Should we go to Royster? (sighs) We'll talk about it after. Because I'll fucking go to Royster. I know you will. You would go to Royster three times a day. I will go there. I'm aware. And bang on the window and ask to get seated. <laughs> Do you want to go to next? I actually, I, I thought about going there the other day, but I've heard that their current menu is not that great. I'm glad we went the one time, but I don't know if I would ever go back. Uh, I would totally go back. Um, I, I just kind of feel like just go to Alinea, you know? I agree. I just don't get the same thrill as you do, unless it's amazing, which has only been a handful. Yeah. Like, I talked to a buddy of mine who, uh, he he's kind of a foodie, but he, more he'll just fucking eat anything, and he eats a, he, he eat a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he's one eat, like, uh, you know, low-level eating competitions. Yeah. 
Uh, and he's like, I don't think I would ever go to a place like even like Schwa. It's like he made the full argument. Like I'm not, I don't want to pay that kind of money and not get full. But I'm like, you will get full if you go to Alinea. It's a lot of food. But he's like, I don't know if the enjoyment I'm going to get out of it is worth the extra money compared to like I can just get a burger and enjoy that. I mean, I actually think that's a really fair <laughs> argument. I just I don't think that. I don't think fine dining – it's just – the full argument is really weird because you're not – to say, like, I'm concerned – first of all, generally these places do fill you up. Absolutely. Often they give you too much food. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other argument is, like, do you think that rich people are so stupid – that they don't think they can get full unless they spend two hundred dollars on a meal. Like clearly, there's something at play. There are plenty other, of stupid rich people. Of, I'm not saying that all rich people are smart. What I'm saying is that there would be no industry for fine dining unless there was a reason for going other than getting full. Like no one's like, this is the only way I can get full. Everyone is like, I'm going for something other than just getting full, and that other is art sure but there's a debate over the the merit of what constitutes good art because you can walk into uh god what's the art form not expressionist where it's like a lot of bullshit new not, not new age but you know, like new wave art or something are like you thinking that? of contemporary art that's that's the word <laughs> which is just current stuff sure but it's a lot of uh, what the fuck is this? Like, this is just a piece of paper on a wall? Like, what does this most make me think? And so there are versions of that. There, there are elements. There are uh, examples of contemporary art that are just fucking, fucking bullshit. Like, who who gives a shit? And there's stuff that's really legitimately good and uh, risque and um, intellectually challenging in a way that uh, kind of conventional art isn't. And you can make the same argument for food of, like, this is just bullshit. Like, this is not much better than just fucking Pequod's. Like, why am I spending an extra $80 on this? I have a lot of responses to what you just I'm said. I'm sure you do. <laughs> like, wh- I think the idea that what is this supposed to make me think is contrary to all artistic pursuit. I don't think it's supposed to make you think a specific thing because I think all art was was just an attempt to communicate a certain thought then you could just write what that thought is. Art is the, an attempt to communicate something that is incommunicable through forms other than the art itself. It's a meant to evoke feeling. I agree and, it's feeling, not thought. Generally. Right, and that I feel like the, the main reason why people who aren't like educated in art, and some people who are educated in art, uh, have a hard time at museums because they're like, I don't get it. I don't see what this is supposed to make me think. And the reality is, like, it's not that complicated. It's just overpriced. You know what I mean? It's like the, the reality is, is like the, 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 the quality of this is determined by you look at it and you think about it and you just, you just look at it and you try to see what you observe and try to see how you feel and that's it. It's not worth a million dollars, but it is worth something. Um, and it's just like, and I, I feel like if you don't put any, there's no need to put any expectations on the experience or any criticisms of yourself and your inability to know what this means. It's just like, what does this make you feel? 
It's just, it's just a matter of feeling. Sure, but you have to admit that there is some there are some examples of art of like this is fucking terrible bullshit. But there are going to people no matter how bad something is, there are going to be some people who are like this is amazing. I heard an art critic. He just won a Pulitzer. <laughs> I heard him on David Shake's podcast, and he was talking about this. And David Shake was saying he liked modern art a lot, uh, but he didn't. He doesn't like contemporary art. Modern art stuff like Picasso. Mm-hmm. And the art critic's thing was. He's like, he doesn't really like those labels because every single period of art, when it was occurring for all time, was considered to be bullshit and to be like, what are those people even doing? Sure. And to be more simple. And then as time passes, people are able to, to look at it and think that it was really serious. And he thinks that contemporary art is no different. And that's, that, that's fair. Uh like I'm, yeah, I'm sure when Picasso came, because I love Picasso, I think it's amazing. Um, but I'm sure when it came out, people were like, "That doesn't look like what a person looks like." And then, so what did Picasso? And then, and then, ultimately, we say we like Picasso, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, as a culture, and then, but we don't like contemporary art because a lot of people don't. Um, uh, well. What are we supposed to say? Like, well, they're not even doing anything. Well, we just have similar criticisms to what people probably initially had of Picasso. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the the difference is like you just look at it and you say like, well, does this make me feel anything? It, instead of saying what is this supposed to mean, it's just like just observing it. It's not that big a deal, uh, but it's I, I I don't know I've I don't know. Yeah, but there are invariably going to be shitty versions of the stuff that. You said here's a hundred pieces of contemporary art, mm-hmm. and they're all challenging in different ways. Yeah, fifty, hundred years from now, not all one hundred of those are going to be remembered as good. Maybe four of them will. Uh, but I think that even even the idea of rating it in terms of being good or shitty sure. is kind of is kind of missing the point. Like it's not it doesn't really serve a specific function. And if you're not okay with that, you're probably not okay with art in general, which is fine. One of the things I like about food as opposed to art is that it has this um it has this leveling quality of like is this delicious? Because we can just say that. Art is like the wild west. It's like I don't know. Is that good? Who knows? Do you like it? Do you, I don't know. Let's both say we like it, and then maybe in uh, ten years from now, people will continue saying that. Like, who knows? Who? It doesn't really matter what is the best art. It's not like the, the idea of it being a competition. I feel like is just totally contrary to how uh, implicitly nebulous it is to begin with. And it's just it's just a matter of like, is this interesting? It's just kind of a record of w- where art was at at the. The culture at that time. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying, but mapping out to the, the food point, which is where we started. Yeah. Like, the whole, does this taste good? Like, that's pretty much it. And there are people who are like, this tastes fine, or this tastes uh, it's not it. marginally better than something I could get at the local bar. Like, I, I'm i not that interested in it. If you spend $200 on something, on a meal, and you say this tastes marginally better than what I could get at the local bar, you went to a bad restaurant. But we both know it's not – that's not all it is. Like when we went at, at Alinea, there's multiple uh, – there's at, at least one point, maybe two, where people spontaneously started applauding. Oh, I, I understand. Spontaneously like, started laughing. I am not like, of the opinion that these places are bullshit. Yeah. But I complete like we've had this conversation, I'm sure, where I, I think that most everything in every medium, the it mostly exists in the spectrum from fine to pretty good. 
I agree with you. Some things are terrible, but not that many. And occasionally something's amazing. Mm-hmm. And for me, and I think a lot of people, so long as something ranges from okay to pretty good, I'm I'm happy. Or I'm, I'm content enough with the experience. Like, I'm okay watching a movie that way, a song that way, eating a meal that way. So unless something is absolutely at the top in this exceptional category. It's kind of a waste of money. Kind of a waste of money. I think that's fair. And so there are times, like, Schwa fit that category. Alinea made that, you know, hit yeah. that mark. But, like, Smith didn't. No. Uh, Oriole, uh, the drink menu did. But the meal itself, it fell short for me. Like, sure. it was very good, but I would have been happier at Pequod's. Sure. That's, I think that's totally fair. Um, I do think that, like, the thing – what's interesting to me about restaurants is, like, schwa – the food at schwa is as good as any food in the world. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now confident saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I – and I really love that, but also the experience is – there's nothing like it. It's, like, it's its own weird chaos punk Yeah, show. the experience is part of it. Uh, same thing with Linnea. And then, like, mm-hmm. I remember when I went to uh, Levin Madison Park <clears> – <throat> Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but, like, it has a totally different method for achieving that more than just the quality of food thing. Like, I remember when we were done with the meal, they bring out these tiny little glasses, and they bring out a bottle of this, like, uh, 10-year-old brandy, and then they pour you each a small sip of the brandy, uh, and they go, uh, they, like, they explain what the brandy is, and they're like, this is really nice brandy, uh, it's been aged for 10 years on this farm, uh, here's two... Uh, two glasses of it. Also, uh, you guys are welcome to finish the bottle. And we both just started laughing. Like, they, and it was like uh, what Eleven Madison Park is achieving that type of like other, not through like through a totally different means from Millennia or Schwab, but just through this like overwhelming and like unbelievably unconditional sense of like like care and generosity. It feels like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And like th- that's the art of it. Like that's the 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 feeling part of it. It like make it. It gives you this like abstract sense of being cared for, uh, and I, th- like that's that's why you spend. I mean, not necessarily for that specific thing, but that's one of many things that can be achieved through uh, fine dining experience, which I think it makes it worth spending more money than you would at Pequots. I mean, I agree with you that the experience that uh, part of what you're paying for, a big part of what you're paying for, is the atmosphere and just the experience of having been. The tone of the experience, a- absolutely. Yeah. And that is generally lost on people who never go because you're not aware of that. Right. They think you're just getting uh, 10 very, very small plates mm-hmm. and that it looks really elaborate but tastes like about as good as a burger but maybe in more creative ways. But I don't know if everyone uh, connects or cares about – connects with or cares about the idea that this just felt really cool to be there. I don't know if it's the same yeah, for everyone. Probably not. And I don't think most people look at it as this is, this is culinary art in some way. They're just like, give me something that tastes good. I think you could get into going to Schwa without thinking about any of that. You can just be like, this food is insanely delicious. It's there's so much stuff like Schwa's. I mean, it's partially because I'm fucked up, but like you, I don't you rem- mean right now. No, like when I'm when I'm eating at Schwa, mm-hmm. um, I've been like some degree of fucked up Very both high. times. Yeah, but I don't remember the courses very well. I remember the raviolo. I remember the, like the orange thing that bursts. Yeah, yeah. But it's like over overall, it's just such sensory overload. Remember like the embryo thing and the spoon. Yeah, thing? I remember that. Yeah. That one they did both times. I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of their hits. Yeah, there's only two things they did both times: that and the raviolo. Yeah, which is tight. Yeah. Um, but like, and the and the orb thing was different the second time, or maybe mm-hmm. we just did it correctly the second time. Yeah, that might have been it. Um, 
But like less so than with Alinea or Eleven Madison Park or places like that. I remember the individual stuff more because it's like you just it's just it fries your your receptors. You know what I mean? There's just so much going. It's like an onslaught. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to sit against the wall this time. <laughs> You'd probably work that out. I'm saying two times I've been there nah, facing the wall. Both You're times. missing a really beautiful restaurant. That's what I'm saying. It's really, it's really majestic. Uh huh. It's a black room. It's incredibly ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I could see the guy from Run the Jewels and not recognize him, as opposed to sure. have my back to him. Sure. Yeah. Will. Yo. Speak. I think that uh, the the getting full thing is very American. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very Stupid. like it's like two generations ago where people were raised by people that came out of the depression, and so it's like we they had no food to eat. So when they raise their kids, they say like, you better eat everything on your plate because you don't know what it's like to be oh, hungry. I hate it. I just feel like like I'm sure you can find someone in America that's like, man, I really loved the food that my grandmother made me. And if you ask them why, it's they're not going to say it's like, well, I loved the fact that after I got done eating it, I was no longer hungry. <laughs> yeah, right. That's insane. It's because it tasted special and it tastes like like there was there was love in it and it reminds you of your childhood. Yep. It's not like the the, the full thing is such utter bullshit. Like I I hope that when I go to like a three hundred dollar meal that it fills me up. But if it comes short of filling me up. Fine. I can afford to get a $2 hot dog. That's not the reason I went to the place. It's to make it's for them to work my feelings. Work those feelings. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you. The the full thing it, I think the the <clears throat> yeah. You should go to Alinea, Will. Oh, Alinea's well, fucking it, insane. Whenever your whenever your anniversary is, is take your wife. Yeah, I might. Well, she so when you invited me, I asked her if she wanted to go with, and she said no. Because <laughs> we'd be there? I don't know. Just her personal preference. And then when we were talking about it, she said, oh, I'll go because her, her mom's going to be in town, and we won't have to get, like, a babysitter or anything. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, Amanda's in now. She was in because of the cost. No, and then and then she would save money on a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a steal. <laughs> but then, then like it, when it came around again, she had changed her mind again. Wait, she, so she, she's so definitely who, a picky eater. So who's going? Who's going? So it's uh, Tim Cox, uh-huh. local gay man, mm-hmm. uh, Edgeness, Becky, you, Rudy, and Rudy's girlfriend, Jen. Yes, and you and me and me and, and Will. Yeah. Oh, and Will. So there's eight. There's eight. We're gonna be like a th- like a third of the restaurant. Yeah, I believe there's 20 seats. Can I have a black lager, please? Sure. Was that good? The black lager? Yeah, I liked it more than I remembered liking it. Better than the sour porter, bridge porter. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm thinking we shouldn't go to Royster. I like the bridge porter. Just because, like, I feel like I'm gonna go. Like, my memory of Royster is that it's really great, and I'm gonna go. And I've sort of you don't want to ruin it. I just. I don't know. I don't want to ruin schwa. I don't want to, like, I feel like I need to be careful about blowing out my receptors. To fine dining? Yeah. All right. Want to see if Alinea has a last minute? I tried doing that. <laughs> I, 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 literally, I tried doing that two days ago. Really? Yes. With just by yourself? No, I was going to I was gonna take Shira there. I was going to pay for me and Shira. And I was going to surprise her with it. She would have loved that. 
She would have been like, that's really, I mean, I think she would have, I think, I mean, Shira likes nice food. Actually, yeah, she would have loved it. But um, <laughs> she's not like, you know, I mean, I, she, I think her favorite meal is like Elska and this place we went in, uh, Brooklyn, this pizza place. Which, by the way, dude, go to New York. The great pizza place you're talking about? Yeah, go to New York. I'll give you some affordable places to eat at that are fucking incredible. You'll hang out with your friends. It'll be really fun. You'll see that, like, one of the most amazing cities in the world happens to be in our country. Like, one of the most outrageous, incredible places ever created by mankind is in our country. And you can get there for a round trip for $100. Mm-hmm. You should go. Yeah. That's a cheap flight. Why yeah, I got, a round, I got a round trip on United for $100. For New nice. York? Of course. That's roughly what it is, right? Unless it's last minute. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just get one a few months out. You can totally afford it. It'll be a, a experience that you remember forever. You should do it. I'll tell you the places to eat. I won't even tell you the crazy expensive places unless you want them. Um, well, I know a lot of love in Madison Park. You know the. You know what? The, I've just just be careful. Terrence is going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> well, love in Madison Park is amazing, but uh, Brooklyn Fair is the place. All right. But that's three hundred and sixty dollars before anything. I, I would I wouldn't recommend you go there. I don't. It's very hard to get a reservation there too. They only take reservations week of, and I guess like week of week of, and they do it by phone. And I guess like you have to like I read guides for how to do it, and you need to like call like a minute thirty seconds before the time that it opens up, and then you need to keep calling every twenty seconds. <laughs> it's like that. Wow. I, bet, I bet they get off on the idea that they run that place. <laughs> I no, it, it's it's totally that place. They're really into the idea of themselves, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. But they, that that place is like a shrine. Like that know. that place is not friendly. That place is like fuck you. We're gonna. Is that three stars? Oh yeah, yeah. That's three Michelin stars. Um. But that place is like, we're going to put so much caviar in your mouth paired with a very perfect thing for caviar that it's going to make you come. Like, mm. that is, it's cum food. I like coming. Then you would like this restaurant. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's how they should tell themselves. So is like, do you like coming? Then you should eat here. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say, I'm, like, I'm pretty, I, I, I mostly like coming. Do you have a passing interest in coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because me. if you that's do, yeah. <laughs> you will want to put the mm. things we created with our hands into your mouth. That sounds perfect. It's cum food. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like New York also weirdly has really great like I'll, dude. I'll tell you the bagel places to go to. You go to Essa Bagel. Holy shit! Is that a good bagel? Is, what's so good about them? It's just so fucking good. What's, yeah. What's the difference between like our bagels and their bagels? everything? It's the just, bagels here are can trash. You, can you explain? Dude, it's just it's the like, taste and the texture. That, this, is, this is why art isn't about what it makes you think. Because it's like, no, I can't explain it. The bread was made better. It's more fresh. It's in the, the water. cream cheese is really good. Is it like less doughy? It's like there's there's it's like an you never, air yeah. to it. There's a specific way your teeth passes through the dough that just feels like a poem. Yeah, the, that's one of the things. Forget the pizza argument. The the bagels in New York are They're, they. It's real and it's if, legit. Like if you get a random bagel in New York, it tastes better. If you go to a place that does bagels, then it's like holy shit. This is like some of the best 
like gluten you can get. It's so fucking good. What is that one? H and H or Triple H? The one that the Triple one that H I go to. No H and H. The one that I like. Um, my, my dad always told me to go to Barney Greengrass, which I do really mm. like. Uh, but the one that I went to that I, I actually went there with my dad too. But I went back there because I liked it so much. Is this place Essa Bagel? Mm. It's E S S dash A dash Bagel, and it's fucking awesome. It's so good. Yeah. It's it's cheap. It's incredibly good. You can't even get a bagel in Chicago. Yes, you can. No, not like Bro this. Bagel's really good. Where is this? Bro Bagel. It's on like North and Damon. I'll have to try that because I've I've never had a bagel in Chicago. I've also heard uh, I've heard Skokie has good bagels. Yeah, a lot of Jews that. up there. Yeah, yeah Jews. And, Jews. And the Holocaust. Damon area is a, a Jew area too. I mean, that's like the Six Corners area. You know what's crazy is all, all I think about when I'm in that area is like, oh, that's where Yeah Buddy is. I've only been to Yeah Buddy once, the one time I did it. You only did it once? Yeah. I think you did it multiple times. Nope. I did it one time. Did it once, and I was always uh, resentful of that. Didn't you do well? Yeah. When I did it, it was 102 degrees in the room, and everyone did. Like, it, there was like 12 people in the audience. It was sweltering heat, and, like, comedy just wasn't happening. <laughs> I did it one of the first times they moved to the comic book shop, which I think was the last place they had it. Oh, you did it there. You didn't do it in the... The in, original space? Yeah. No, I did not. The original space was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you should have rotated it. Never but. went. Devon is where the Jews are. Mm. Yeah. No, Skokie. Devon is where Jews and Middle Easterners are. Actually, yeah. yeah and Indians. Rogers, yeah. Rogers Park. Shira's got uh, cousins that are Orthodox Jews that live on near Devon. Yeah, that's like the, the Jew spot. I thought about calling Tim or Jeff up over the weekend. Just, just visit Tim dot com. No, uh, Tim uh, Tim McLaughlin. Yeah. Oh, in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Get Becky in there, and you guys just have a nice little vacation. The, travel is a good way to uh, to fuck. Yeah, to she fucking w- feel. She wants to go somewhere. She wants to go on vacation for my birthday now. Dude, go to New nice. York. Yeah, definitely. You'll have such a fun time. You go to the Comedy Cellar. Would yeah. you do that? That's I don't really think fun. You would do that. No, do it. It's great. Nope. Oh, that's I mean, good. Well, have I'm, you been there? Yeah. And what's so great about it? I saw uh, Greer. What's his first name? Uh, I know you're talking about. Something Greer. Pam. Pam, Pam Greer? Not Pam Greer. Greer. No, I know no. who you're talking about. Uh, he's like a, he's a black guy. Yeah, black guy. He's staple kind of scary. Like, he's so scary. Um, but he fucking killed. He's really he funny. Like you, you, like you said, he's scary. So he got gets up on stage and you're like scared. You're like, what the He talks fuck? like, okay, now we're walking down the street. <laughs> I'm a black man and there's a white lady. But it's very funny. It's so funny. It's, he is very funny. He's like, he um, killed. And then we, so we we were trying to get into Greer like. Greer Barnes. Barnes? Greer Barnes is in, is his name. He was on, uh, I believe, the first episode of Crashing, actually. And he was on the last one, too. Uh, the Mulaney one. Sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to catch up on that show. Do you watch the finale of High Maintenance? No. It was so. You should watch it. It was so good. It the, was one of the very best episodes. The last one I watched was the the marathon dancer. Did you watch oh, that, that one? I did see that. I've seen them all. That one was crazy. That one was not one of my favorites. No. I like the ones that are sweet. Yeah, me too. No, but I, we went. So uh, Amanda and I went to the cellar, and we tried to get into the early show. We couldn't. And so then we went to the bar upstairs to get a drink and wait for the next show. And then uh, who walks in? Louis C.K. walks right behind us. When was this? This was like 
I don't know. Poster after jerk off. Oh, uh, before. Oh. Pre, obviously. This was like five, maybe even eight years ago. I never thought Louis C.K. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went on. We were, we were one away in line from getting into the show. And then uh, fucking they shut the door. We couldn't go. And, Louis and then in. Louis walked in. It's like that's what you want to happen at the cellar is a drop in, right? And we were right fucking there. I think I would be too self-conscious and... Uh, no, to, nobody cares about, about about like oh I like I would see people I know. Joe, I get You're it. You're not gonna see anybody you know. We know people who are past there. Really? Yeah. Tom Takar. Yeah. Lisa. Tra- Joe, you wouldn't have fun at the comedy cellar or any comedy shit unless you're just hanging out with your buddies. Mm-hmm. But there's lots to do there. Out, dude. Their Chinatown is fucking nuts. MoMA. If you want, if you want to go to an art museum that'll oh like boy. fuck with you, I had, I had such a nice time at MoMA. I walked around there for like three hours, and I and afterwards I just felt so like I just found, I found it to be such a like meditative, relaxing experience where it's like you're looking at the like really nice art, and you're um it's it's just a beautiful building, and you you don't think about anything you're worried about, and you just think about the art, and it's just really fun, and you feel great afterwards. And there's a wonderful Chinese restaurant right outside, which is oh Chin- in Chinatown. No, 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 it's not in Chinatown. <laughs> it was a restaurant that started in Chinatown, but now it's a big chain in New York. It's called Xi'an uh, uh, Famous Foods. So fucking good. Sorry, they have famous. them like it's like Starbucks now in New York, but it's like such good food. Is everything packed there all the time? More. But it's it's cool though. There's so many things. That's the thing about it. But there's so many more people. But the the good shit is popular. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you go to something that's good, just yeah. go on it. Go at an either early or in an off time, and you're fine. But like, yeah, like, but yeah, stuff gets packed. The subway is more packed, but it's cool. It's like it feels good. The line thing. Try to avoid lines because you'll get in a line and you'll just feel so stupid. Like they'll like if I think I went there once and it was like right when the cronut was coming out and we're like oh let's go get a cronut yeah don't do shit like that yeah and then the fucking line was around the corner and we're like oh fuck this we're not doing that but like I went to this place this is like vegetarian burger place called Superiority Burger that's like this like smash hit there that's like up for a James Beard award and like it's real buzzy in New York and I had heard about it and I went I just went there at like one thirty yeah on a Wednesday and I got in immediately. And it totally. was really good. They just, yeah, there's lots of cool shit. You just have to be like a little bit, like a little bit anticipatory mm-hmm. of like what's going to be popular at the peak times. Don't go at a peak time. It's easy. You just eat at one. You'll be fine. It's an aw- it, it, dude, yeah, definitely yeah, you should go. go. I mean, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. I hear what you're saying. No, you but, should go, even if you don't want to, because Becky wants to go. You have to do th- nice things for other people. I have to go to New York for Becky. Sounds, she wants me to go. Sounds like she it. wants me to go, like just visit my friends. I think you would have a fun time. Uh, probably, if you don't have a fun time in New York, you probably you're either poor or you're lame. Well, I'm at least one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely lame, then. I Thank guess you. so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go? I feel like you don't. And I'm not invested in whether you go. I just feel like you'd have a nice time. I feel like I don't, but I would be happy having gone. Or I'd be happy that I'm there. You don't think you'd be having fun if you went? No, I think I would. But the anticipation of it is like, oh, God, I got to 
go do things. Yeah, I agree with that. That's you true. Know what I mean, yeah, I know exactly. What but you're like once about. I'm there, I'm sure like I'm so glad I'm. Yeah, here. absolutely. It well, is a and, big hassle. Well, in that in that sense, Joe, the David Cho quote I like is everything you want is on the other side of fear. Who's that? David Cho. He's an artist. Mm, is he good? I actually do like him a lot. He's really good friends with David Chang. What kind of artist? He started as a graffiti artist. Now he does like mostly painting. Okay. I like him a lot, mm. but he's mostly just an interesting guy. Everything you want to do is on the other side of fear. Yeah. Mm. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Mm. It's kind of nice. Right? Yeah, it is nice. It, it's basically you just fear everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's as you should. Yeah, that's really what well, it the is. The things that are uh, the <laughs> things that you want that you don't fear are like it's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'd really like to watch eight hours of some man playing a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's not very threatening, but it's also like you don't even want that. Yeah, but you're you have fear that you are doing the wrong thing. Because yeah, but that's not a fear you need to surmount in order to do. Yeah, it. you do. You have to. You have to push it's it. It's not back. hard to watch Twitch. I'm not saying it's hard. I'm just saying there is fear involved. It's definitely easy, and it's a, a very benign activity. But to uh, get past that third or fourth hour, well, you're you gotta... doing your thing right now. <laughs> hey, I held back. <laughs> That whole art conversation earlier, I, I wanted to chime in, but I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm on Team Will. Go get it. <laughs> Will was trying, the whole time he was like, you know, if you spell art backwards, <laughs> it is trough. <laughs> That's good stuff. Was it done? Okay. 